Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. So I have a Facebook pet peeve. Why do two people who are in a relationship have to answer each other on Facebook? Uh, do they not talk to each other at home? I mean, it's, it's one thing to like the post that you're tagged in, but to actually make a comment and go back and forth with your significant other, I am just about done with it. I mean, can't you just text each other in your own house? I mean, that's what people do now, right? And then leave the Facebook community out of it. So if you're married or dating or involved in some way, just keep the comments to each other. No one else cares anymore. I mean, that's kind of the way I feel about that. So that's not the main reason this week, you know, what's burning my bush. I wanted to get a little more positive as well. Uh, 2020 is almost done. So thank goodness for that. And I wanted to start with some positive things in 2021. So here's my tradition. I always read a Christmas poem uh, right before Christmas. So I'm going to read my Twas the Night Before Christmas or, or the what I call Twas Right Before Christmas. So here we go. Twas right before Christmas and all through the street, people were now wearing masks and boots on their feet. 2020 was a year most people would like to quickly forget. Coronavirus, murder hornets, and those Zoom calls with people we never met. We lost many great people, including Jeopardy's Alex Trebek. As we look back, this year has been a complete train wreck. We have a new Wonder Woman movie now, so that's a plus. A new iPhone 12 with fast 5G for us. Oh, yeah, by the way, we had a presidential election, which was one for the ages, plus plenty of books to turn the pages. As we get closer to drinking our eggnog and other Yuletide cheer, remember, instead of gifts, what people really need this year. The reason for the holidays in the first place. Family, goodwill toward men, and, of course, peace for the human race. As 2020 now drives out of sight, a very Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. So that's my poem, and with that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He's the social media manager at the New Jersey State Botanical Garden at Skylands. He's a former feature writer and media reporter for the Record newspaper for many years, a good friend of mine for many years, and Ray Edel, welcome to Lens Burning Bush. It's been way too long, brother. Yes, it has. Nice to talk to you again. It is. So so what would you think of the uh, Twas the, the, just before Christmas? I'm trying to put some positive. I, I always bitch and moan about stuff, but I wanted to be a little more positive today. Uh, yeah, pretty hard to do in uh, this time, but I think you put a good spin on it. Yeah, you know, you got you to gotta put a little bit. I try to make it a little comical. Um, obviously, 2020 has been, like, like I said, a complete train wreck, but hopefully 2021 will be better, maybe, you know, with the vaccine and all this other stuff. We, we might see a little bit better. Uh, chances. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of the way I want to start 2021. But one of the things that people are still nice, I I think we, we I always like to say, and I don't want to get too rude here by saying this, but they always say like, you know, 10% of the population are what they call a-holes, right? And then 90% are good. It's just the 10% outweighs the 90% because most of the, the bad stuff comes from the 10, right? But there are some good things that happen. So I don't know if you saw this, but the winning bidder on over a million dollars worth of memorabilia from Johnny Bench. I don't know if you saw this, but Johnny Bench, um, he has kids now that are younger. So he's in his 70s, and he now has uh, children that are younger from another marriage, right? So he's trying to raise some money for his kid's college fund. So he went ahead and sold all his uh, memorabilia. So the winning bidder uh, of the million-dollar uh, memorabilia from that auction uh, was Alan Horwitz. He's a fan of the Sixers, sits courtside at games and stuff. But 
what he did was he actually gave the memorabilia back to Johnny Bench. And I thought that was outstanding, you know, you know, doing something nice. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you grow up with a player. He's your favorite player. He runs into a little bit of hard times and you're helping out. That's the kind of stuff, the goodwill toward men, you know, the stuff that we really should be focusing on. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think I mean, you know, a lot of us everyday people don't always think that celebrities need that kind of. Um, I wouldn't even say help, but just, you know, to be kind to those kind of celebrities because, you know, they're, they're celebrities, they have this money, they have this power, all this kind of stuff. So it's it's nice to see that this person who obviously has money um, can do something nice to someone who is, although by name, a personality, um, still could use, you know, some help. And I always say to my wife is that, you know, it's not even so much the amount of money you know, I think hundred dollars can change a person's life. Yeah. So, I mean, I know this, I know this was a million dollars. I know it's a little bit higher up, but I'm just saying just one simple task like that could change somebody's life forever. Absolutely. And some, some good yeah. stuff. And speaking of baseball, so you and I, um, we're going to go back a little bit, you know, to, to, you know, when, when times were a little bit simpler, when you played softball and your team was pretty good, the bees, uh, back in the day, and we would always kind of play. I was with the Devils fan club softball team back in the, in that league. And I remember going to your games and you guys won the – I mean, this is stuff we still talk about it and, and with, with your friends. I mean, I remember just sayings and stuff that we would say, and I still remember them to this day, that you come up with or uh, – there's one, and, and I'll always do it on your birthday. It's like, there I was, there I was, in the Congo. I mean, yes. that, Susan wanted me to bring that up uh, today. Yes. Uh, that's kind of, you know, the thing, but getting back to when it was fun, we, you played softball, uh, we would play. So, so we're not talking about major softball here. We played slow pitch, doubleheader softball on Sundays, kind of like a beer league. Um, and then would you guys go to Harley's? Where, where did you go after? Yeah. Uh, where was your tradition? Well, depend- yeah, I mean, Harley's is the traditional place, but, uh, where it depends, depending on the game, depending yeah. on where the game was. So if we had a record game, you know, we'd scout out uh, places to go, restaurants slash bars, whatever, that would take people in their softball uniforms ahead of time. Um, about Harley's in Hackensack, New Jersey, which is no longer there, may it rest in peace. I know. Um, would always be the big place, you know, after inter-office games or record games, um, we'd go there. But, yeah, we would go to whatever was closest to the field. We would go out. But it was funny because at that at that game, so at the games that I went to, um, I decided to start my own softball team. And one of the guys that was at your game, um, who later was in my wedding, you know, Frank Polero. Uh, if you remember, you remember Frank, right? Of course, so, yes. Yeah, Frank. You know, good friends uh, to this day. But one of the funniest things is I asked him, you know, if if he wanted to be on our team, you know, I, I, the Outlaws, right? We started the the team after the fan club. Yep. And I, I asked him, he goes, he, goes, I, he goes, I don't know. I go, well, can you catch a thrown ball? And he, sa- uh, he says, yeah. He said, well, then you're on the team, right? So then later uh-huh. on, we had a player on our team that wasn't exactly very good. He thought, he, he claimed he was. And then, you know, when you throw a ball to him, he didn't catch it. So Frank comes up to me, and, and, and Frank always has, kind of doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it's meaningful, right? He comes to me and he says, he says, uh, I guess you didn't ask him the question. <laughs> Can you catch a thrown ball? Uh, so I won't reveal the person's name, but it was, it, it's just a, the stuff that went on with softball. But just from all of that, I mean, 
you had on your team, you had John Jackson who worked for the record, John Connolly who worked for the record, uh, Mike Shanamea, uh, all of these great guys who today still, I, you know, still communicate, John Cooper, still communicate with all of them. And uh, just some great stuff from, from all that time. I just wanted to thank you for that because that is still in my memory from all of those years. I mean, not only the did we work together at the record, but these other things that, that went on. Yeah, well, I mean, it was weird because obviously during COVID, I was cleaning out, people have been cleaning out stuff. So during the summer, I came across a whole bunch of jerseys. And obviously, I have um, I found my, my glove, which I hadn't seen in a while. But I went through all the bees jerseys. And I took pictures and I sent them to all the guys and I put it on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So it brought back a lot of memories, you know, uh, just, you know, not just winning, but also losing. Um, and like you said, a lot of sayings, a lot of things went on. You mentioned John Jackson, but, uh, you know, funny things. I always was the loosey goosey kind of player. You know, I mean, sure, it's it stressed me out in situations, but. Um, I just remember I was, Mike Sean and brought this up and Dennis Blaschick brought this up that in our champion, one championship game, uh, whatever was at the bottom of the seventh or whatever. And I walked, I called timeout. I ran to the mound and I walked up to John Jackson, who was the pitcher. And I said, so, um, what are you going to get at Harley's after the game? <laughs> and, uh, he laughed and he chuckled and I thought it kind of like, you know, just took a little bit of an edge off. Uh, I don't know if every player on my team appreciated my, my uh my way but uh i mean i sure had fun i think they so. did you were like the joe montana in the huddle going down to beat the bengals saying look there's john candy in the stands you remember yeah. that so that's that's yeah. it i did that too it was kind of like kind of like the scene from bull durham and and they say we're just trying to figure out what we're going to get such and such for their wedding um candlesticks makes a nice gift yeah. uh, robert wool the great robert wool in that line um but you know those times, I, I, you know, it's funny about that bees the championship, and what that was what nineteen ninety two three. I don't even remember. I don't know. All right, it was a long time Mike, ago. Mike still has the Mike has the trophy somewhere. I have no idea when it was, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. about ninety two ninety three. But but mm -hmm. anyway, what I remember, what I loved about it was I I wasn't even on the team, and I I felt like I went through it with you guys because I went to all the games and I enjoyed. Of course, I partaked in the party after and that's kind of what makes me you know the harleys after is always was always the fun stuff so right. that, I mean, we used to do um after our games too we do ruts hut or you know we'd go to restaurants we always used to say that we weren't the best baseball team but we certainly could eat and drink yeah yeah right I mean, that's what that's what it's about i was hanging out just like any sports type thing it's the camaraderie and the hanging out afterwards i mean you want to win and i was um, i was a bad loser for many years that after I lost, I wouldn't want to talk to people. But by the time I got to the bees, that kind of I kind of changed my 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 thought process, saying like, listen, when we're on the field, I want to win as bad as as why why play otherwise, right? But other, after the game's over, it's it's done. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I tried to tell the younger players that, or the players that you know didn't quite learn that yet. Um, but you know, that's why it was fun because even though I wanted to win, it was still having a couple beers afterwards and just hanging out and talking about stuff, you know, what I love is even today, you know, you'll get, you know, Michael be on, uh, Facebook, he'll tag everybody about times and just, and I guess at, as you get to a certain age, you start reminiscing about things, which is kind of nice, right? Throughout your life, what has happened. I find doing these podcasts, it's, 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 you know, especially during the pandemic, when you don't have a lot of stuff going on, having these conversations every week just makes me feel like I, I have a, a big smile on my face 
because of just what I did throughout my whole life and having, you know, kind of like this is your life uh, on podcast, right? That's kind of what I what I what I do. But just, you know, seeing the memories every year, I, I don't know you know, what your thoughts are, but I enjoy uh, those those updates. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I bust Mike like, you know, I was still working with him, too. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I sometimes I have to tell Mike, OK, enough with this. Yeah, <laughs> enough well, with mentioning your only stones or OK, enough. You've gone too far. But yeah, I mean, most of the time they're pretty fun. You just, you know, make a comment, you see something and you just remember back to the times. Uh, I mean, he's been doing this even before the pandemic. He was doing this. Um, but now it just means even more. And it seems like more people chime in now than they did prior to the pandemic. Yeah. So just, that's good. Yeah. Just good people. I, I, I did an episode uh, early on with my childhood friends, and we talked about the times when we used to just kind of go outside and play ball and play. Like you said, we didn't ever want to lose, we, we, but we played for fun too. But we were competitive, and we would go to other neighborhoods and play, and we would – we would do those kind of things. And uh, just the remembrance of that, it just, you know, because everything else and, you know, as you get older, it's just, you know, you're working, you're, you know, you're raising kids, you're doing all these things. And it's just there's a lot of responsibility that you don't have growing up like that. So it's just mm-hmm. nice to go back to. Yeah. So I, I brought up actually I talked to a, a childhood friend um, that we used to play wiffle ball and we would play uh, wiffle ball all summer. Literally all summer, we go play up to his house, play with a ball, go to his pool, play with a ball, go to his pool, play with a ball. I mean, we and he would keep statistics. Yeah, we'd have different sides of his house that were different fields. And we'd say, you know, you hit the gutter pipe, it's an automatic triple. You hit it over this bush, it's a grand slam. So he reminisced about how we had how he beat Babe Ruth's home run record in one <laughs> year. Um, but he brought up all the stuff that I had totally forgotten. I was like, you know, it was just amazing that we would play. I mean, we were young enough, so it wasn't like we were wasting our time, like we weren't old enough to work. So it wasn't like we were that, but we were just, we would just spend hours and hours and hours playing wiffle ball and then stick ball, then baseball and back and forth. So we definitely, um, you know, I, I definitely missed it. Again, during the summer, uh, I found my baseball glove. I bought a pitchback, which I haven't had in a while. I said, I said, told my wife, I said, I'm going to buy a pitchback. This is weird. And she's like, well, you know, you're getting up there. You shouldn't be. I said, yeah, but this reminds me of me throwing the ball in the backyard and just hanging around, and it certainly did. Yeah, so I'm mean, I got a chance to uh, coach my uh, son's baseball team growing up. His, you know, his his team growing up, and it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of bad points too, because you know, dealing with parents. But for the most part, um, I would take the kids, and the kids were always good. You know, you bring them to the mound, and you say, "Look at this. It's just beautiful out." You're, it's opening day. It doesn't get much better than this. I mean, and just just suck it in because, you know, even my son now, who's 20, will, you know, now look at me going, yeah, I got to go to work today. And, oh, my knee hurts and this and that because he's doing stuff. And I'm like, see, this is what I told you. It's not fun when you get to be an adult. You got to pay bills now. He's got car payment. You know, he's got he's got stuff that, that now he's got to deal with, right? So mm-hmm. just enjoy the baseball. Just enjoy. So if any kids are out there listening, just don't grow up. You know, like the Toys R Us kid, you know, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid because yeah. it's, it's a lot more fun when you can go, you know, play baseball or play basketball, uh, neighborhood games. I don't see a lot of that now. And it, it kind of is frustrating because I live on a cul-de-sac and you would think there'd be kids playing and stuff. And there's some, but a lot, everybody's inside and doing. Uh, and I know with the pandemic, it's a little bit different, but 
even before that, I don't think it was uh, people are going outside. They're playing video games. Everything's structured and play dates. I, I just I, I always have a problem with that. I think it's you got to be a kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think I think your son's going to appreciate it even more in 10 years and the 20 years. He's going to remember the stuff because I remember when I coached, whether I coached uh, whether I was coaching baseball or whether I was coaching hockey, I would tell my kids, you know, first, like you said, remember these these days because you're going to think back and you're going to say, oh, this was a wonderful time. And sure enough, I've gotten, in, you know, people have contacted me who have been on my baseball team, um, who are on my hockey team, who said, you know, I just want to tell you that I just remember that stuff. It was so much fun, you know, and let alone the championship stuff. I would bring that up too, but I mean, who cares whether they won, but um, you know, something about just playing and just remembering that little stuff when you get older. And I definitely, so you said your, your son's 20 now, but again, think about in 10 or 20 years, he's going to think about that. You know, maybe they'll grow like uh, fish stories where they've won championships and he was the best player. You know, <laughs> of they, course. Yeah. They evolve. But um, I mean, I'm, I think we all do that, but uh, anyway, he's going to appreciate even more in like 10 or 10 or 20 years. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the my proudest moments, and I've said this before on the podcast is we, he was eight years old. And we had just lost the championship game. Um, and it, so the kids got to go around with the trophy. And the trophy is, of course, the smaller trophy. It's kind of like in the Bad News Bears. You don't need you stinking Yankees and, you know, whatever. No, we didn't do that. Um, uh-huh. but, but anyway, so they're taking pictures with the trophy. And I just let them be. I was like, I'm not going to get involved in, you know, taking pictures. I, I think it was their moment. They let them do it, right? I just was the, the coach, right? So all of a sudden, my, my son, eight years old, comes to me and says, Dad, will you take a picture with me with the trophy? And it was like at that moment, it was like we're parenting just that's what, it, what it's all about mm-hmm. right there. You know, yeah. you, you get an I mean, him and I are like sometimes we argue and you go know, back and forth. He's kind of like me in that way. And so so we're just like one and the same. So it, we don't always agree on stuff. We're going back and forth. It's like that moment you realize that whatever you're doing, nothing else matters. That is what matters. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like the field of dreams moment. You want to have a catch, Dad. So that's my, you know, want to have a catch moment with my mm-hmm. son, you know, getting a picture mm-hmm. with the with the trophy. But it's uh, I, I just, you know, baseball was my my thing. I always loved it growing up. Um, you know, the Yankees, I still watch. And I was very mad just recently on, on, on Jeopardy. There was a question or something that was like, you know, Lou Gehrig was the answer. And I'm like, how in the world do these people not know that? I just, it, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's not the number one sport anymore. So no. a lot of the young kids don't like basketball is probably number one for the younger kids. I would think football is probably second, right? Yeah. Baseball, a distant third. And of course, <clears throat> hockey is. Yeah, we love hockey, but. Way down there. But, yeah. you know, um, that's just, that's just the way. You know, I my my when I watch Jeopardy, if I do get a baseball question, they, they get amazed that I can a remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and then B and B. Why remember that? Like, I can't remember where my keys are, but I can remember some kind of baseball trivia. You know, well, what's funny is I remember, you know, growing up in, in the 70s and 80s, I, I would remember statistics like unbelievable. But then once you get to a certain point, you know, it's like your brain clears out the hard drive. Um, and you can only remember certain things going forward. But I still, long-term memory, you know, things in the 70s and the 80s and who did this and who did what. Uh, but then as I get in the 90s, it, it's kind of fuzzy, you know. You get into that nirvana stage, and then, you know, I don't remember much after that. And, you know, you get married and you have kids, and um, it, it's just not as, you know, you could ask me, 
you know, where I was in 1982 when I can remember that, but I, I can't remember what I did yesterday, right? That's, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. the kind or, of thing. Or like I said, like you just yeah. said, I think your brain does unload yeah. uh, stuff at certain points. So Exactly. Like you don't remember that certain, you know, the ho- I could tell you the home run champions of right, right through, you know, 85, but after that it's just anyway. Right. But, but that's of, what other yeah. – that's what other people are there for to help you out. So Absolutely. Don't worry well, speaking of baseball, did you see the uh, Cleveland Indians apparently are uh, announcing that they're dropping the Indians nickname. Um, they're going to finally uh, change that. They, uh, <clears throat> they've not settled on a new nickname. It's unclear whether the team uh, will be dropping the nickname immediately or their transition into the new name in 2021. But, it, you know, it's just different. Like the Washington football team in, in – uh, in the NFL, and now you've got the Cleveland Indians will be Cleveland whatever. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Cleveland Rocks. is. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, we can get uh, Drew Carey to, to come out and do it. Um, I think they said uh, the original name uh, – this is, again, I don't know where I heard this from, but the original name was the Cleveland Spiders, so that okay. reportedly is up to, for grabs. They said that the Cleveland Spiders, I can't remember what year, but what they had um, an, uh, an American Indian player, and they actually named it in honor of him. That's why they call themselves the Cleveland Indians after that. So that's weird. Um, but they don't – I think I also read – so I think they're going to go 2021 with Indians. Um, and then after that, they're going to decide. I don't know if they're going to go – I'm sure it's just like the Washington football team is that they're, they're – uh, they want to make sure that they get trademarks and claim websites and do all that kind of stuff before they make the name change. Right, because uh, otherwise they'll lose all that, and that's a lot right. of money, right? It's a, yeah, so – I don't know. I mean, I was always a big Chief Yahoo fan. I love the Cleveland Indians hat. I know it was uh, not politically correct, that Indian on the hat, but I always loved that. Um, so in a way, it's kind of sad. I mean, to be honest with you, I dislike the Atlanta Braves so much Yeah. <laughs> that I hope, uh, I wish it was, because I think they're banning the Tomahawk chop once they get fans back. They're not going to be, a la- quote, allowed to do that anymore, which I always found offensive Yeah. back in whatever, you know? Um, but so I don't know if the Braves are going to change, uh, who's the other team? Um, oh, the chiefs, Yeah, the Kansas city chiefs might change. Um, so I, anyway, I understand political, I'm not going to, I don't want to get Hey, if it offends somebody, then it should definitely be looked at. Right. And the Indians have been looking at this for a long time. And because Washington finally, um, you know, decided to change, then why not the Indians? Yeah, no, you're right. <clears throat> More yeah. baseball uh, news. Uh, well, finally, you know, I guess we're moving, uh, you know, 2020. We're finally picking up about 80 years that should have been. But the Negro League stats are now going to count in MLB. Uh, so anything that happened from 1920 to 1948, which doesn't make sense. Why not include everything? But they just selected those because I think somebody had said that Hank Aaron had some home runs in the Negro League. I think he had nine home runs, and but he played later on, 49, whatever. And that is not going to count. So I think it's just kind of interesting. And, and I wonder how many wins Satchel Page has. That the, the real numbers is uh, probably ridiculous. They say that someone is going to, is being paid. I don't know exactly who, whether it's Major League Baseball somehow, but they're um, they're going to try and verify every single game. So I don't know if that means that we're going to have a new home run champ or a new whatever champ or this. Kind, you know what I mean? I don't know how significant the changes are going to be. But obviously, even like if you're, let's just say you're in the top 10 home runs of all time, you might be bumped down to the top 20. Yeah. 
know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how high it would go, but um, that will certainly be interesting when they start figuring statistics. Yeah, Rob Manfred said we are now grateful to count the players of the Negro Leagues where they belong as major leaguers within the official historical record. Josh Gibson, many um, cool Papa Bell, trying to think going back, Satchel Paige, uh, certainly had big numbers in, in those leagues. So you'll, you'll, we'll see all of, all of those numbers, and it'll be interesting um, to see that stuff in the Hall of Fame too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you grew up, uh, you're a little bit older, but you grew up certainly uh, television is a big deal for you, right? I mean, growing up, I mean, you watch a lot of TV like me or you – you uh grow- yeah yeah and then i worked at when i worked at the record i worked in the tv department for a Ab- long time absolutely so, so yeah. you know tv and this would yeah. have been something you re- wrote about uh uh-huh. but night court uh it, there's going to be a, sp- a reboot of night court uh apparently uh variety confirmed that the follow-up to the classic sitcom will see original star john lauriquette return as dan fielding uh big bang theory alum melissa rout is uh you know, going to be the executive producer on it. It's going to center around an unapologetic optimist, Judge Abby Stone. So Judge Stone's daughter, uh, obviously Harry Anderson passed away a couple of years ago uh, in 2018. So he um, won't be there. But uh, I always liked Night Court and uh, I, I liked uh, Marsha Wallace. Was it Marsha Wallace? I'm trying to think. She was the yes. bailiff. And then, of course, Bowl. Um, uh, I think some of them are going to be part of that. Uh, of the new Night Court reboot, but I, I enjoy that. That's actually uh, there's a channel called Laugh L A F F that uh, always shows some Night Court episodes. I don't know if you watch any of the old ones. Um, no, I have. I have a funny story about that brief, real quick. So we were, I was actually on a LA trip with um, all those guys from the record, Mike Dennis and, and John Cooper and Mike and uh, John Jackson, and we went to a restaurant in L A. And um, this woman came up to me. Uh, and insisted that I was Harry Anderson. <laughs> insisted. And I kept on saying, ma'am, I'm not Harry Anderson. And she just kept insisting, and all those guys were cracking up. So then they said, okay, so they told me, why don't you pretend that you are? So then I pretended that I was, <laughs> um, and I gave her an autograph. They took a picture, and then we moved on. But to this day, they kind of bust my chops, so it's kind of funny that that's coming back. Um, you know, I know without Harry Anderson, RIP, but, uh, it was just funny that they mistake me for Harry Anderson. Well, I had a thing, you know, that, <laughs> better, that, that, better, better Harry Anderson than Harry and the Hendersons. That's exactly right. You don't want to be known as Harry and the Henderson and how ironic it that I would bring this up today. And you have, this is what I love about this podcast. And you have a Harry Anderson story. There's not yeah. many people, uh, that have a Harry Anderson story that, no. uh, even John Larroquette might not have many Harry Anderson stories. Uh, but I always was a big Marky Post fan. Uh, I yes. don't know. Um, she was always very fetching back in the day. If you, yeah, yeah, he, was, he was a cutie. She was very cute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Didn't they? Um, wasn't there another show that, um, if I remember correctly, uh, Harry Anderson and Marky Post starred in a in a show where he plays Dave Barry? Isn't that? Wasn't she in yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I think it was just called Dave. Yeah, I think it was, it was called Dave. It was called Dave. Based uh, on, based yeah, I think it was based on, on 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 Dave Barry, the writer. And I enjoyed that show. It was on for a few years. It wasn't on a long yeah, time, okay. but yeah. a, you know, TV is one of those things where certain shows just you know don't stand the test of time, and certain shows do. I always like to say that Honeymooners could you know be in any era, 
right? That show is amazing. Odd Couple, uh, Transcendent. Um, and then you look at, like, I, I enjoy it. I don't know what your thoughts are. Everybody Loves Raymond is another one. I could always turn it on, and it's, it's just very funny. Uh, Doris, I mean, just the people that are in it, Doris Roberts and uh, not necessarily Ray Romano, but it's the other people, I think, that are, that are very good in that show. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, that's not like Seinfeld. Yeah. Right. Especially when Seinfeld first started, Seinfeld was the not the not the actor. Neither was Ray Romano. So, you know, they're kind of doing their shtick, their stand up shtick while they're trying to learn how to be an actor at the same time. So, I mean, I think both of those guys fall in that category. And obviously both of those shows are extremely successful. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. just good show. Transcendent shows. Any any shows that that are transcendent for you? I mean, Seinfeld is definitely one. In fact, TBS, just I would watch it in the mornings after breakfast. Um, they would air it like, you know, four episodes back to back or whatever. I kind of pissed off that TBS did that. Um, but Seinfeld is definitely one. Uh, uh, now, uh, MASH is being rerun. I mean, MASH was one of my favorite all time yeah. shows. Um, so I think that actually works. Since it was a period piece, even when it aired. I think it works because it's still a period piece, but you kind of can relate since you know a little bit about, you know, what was going on at the time. So I kind of like MASH. Um, I'm trying to think of what other um, sitcoms when I come across that I usually stop. Like, you know, the movies that you stop and you have to watch the whole movie all the way through. Oh, absolutely. Um, White Man Can't Jump for some reason. Billy, you're so stupid, oh, really? Billy. <laughs> um, I haven't come across White Man Jump in a long time, yeah. but... Um, um, I'm trying to think of any other TV shows, but MASH is definitely one. I mean, now they're airing MeTV airs um, the Flintstones. Yes. Believe it or not, the Flintstones. So I've been watching the Flintstones a lot uh, at like 6 o'clock on weeknights um, after the news. So that one's pretty good. But those are, you know, I'm, I'm sure I have other ones. I just Those are the ones that I think of right off the top. Yeah, for me, Honeymooners, Odd Couple. I actually have the DVD, the whole series of the Honeymooners and uh, I have the DVD of uh, the Odd Couple uh, all series, of course, with, yeah. with Jack Claudman and Tony Randall, that version, because um, it was later versions that weren't as good. Um, but, yeah. but, the, but that version. Well, the, odd couple, I mean, the, odd couple, the Odd Couple, I can have conversations with uh, my brother or, um, again, any one of those guys. I can have complete conversations only in Odd Couple lines. So we could actually talk <laughs> for like a half hour or 45 minutes in just quotes back and forth. And it would actually make some kind of sense. Yeah. That, well, the Odd Couple's definitely one. Uh, there's. Uh, one of the Felix episodes, he talks about the opera or, you know, some other things. And, and one of the reasons I get questions right on Jeopardy is because of my vast watching of some of these shows. And I remember it. I always tell the story. I know, you know, the um, in the movie 10, Bo Derek says the best song to make love to is Ravel's Bolero. So the reason I know that Ravel is the uh, is from her. And same thing for like the odd couple. There's many things uh that you remember from from that show, and I love. And now it's Christmas time. My favorite television. Uh, there's there's two. My favorite television Christmas uh, shows were Ebenezer Madison, and I love the Benson episode with a, with a little bit different reason. The Benson episode when they're sitting around the piano, and Benson sings "Oh Holy Night." Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't get moved by that then there's you're just dead inside <laughs> that's what it is i mean that so there those are the two i don't know is there any christmas uh no. we love rudolph no, well, then, and those but 
I think the knowledge the knowledge that you get from the odd couple is pretty funny because even like uh like so like you said if, if it's if you're watching a game show and it has opera and also they bring you know uh El Forza del Destino. Destino the Mark the yeah, Shixton <laughs> right Mark the Shixton. um so that's definitely opera knowledge from from Felix Unger. Uh, Christmas episodes of TV shows. Well, again, MASH is a really good one. There's, I mean, obviously se- several Christmas episodes um, during their run that they had. Uh, I mean, the Honeymooners Christmas episode oh, yeah. is, pretty, is pretty incredible. Um, that was the only the, time the, that he ever broke out a character. Right. So that was kind of like, let me correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that sort of like the gift of the Magi? Then was it he bought him a, something, a bowling ball bag, and he sold his bowling ball or vice versa? Was yeah. that like that? Yeah, it was similar. Yeah, he he um he found a, a gift for her that somebody else gave as a novelty gift. He bought her. He thought she would love this, and somebody gave a novelty gift, and then he went ahead and sold his bowling ball to get her another gift, and she went ahead and bought him uh, a bowling ball bag. Like that. Yeah, right. so okay. that's so he started to get upset because he has no bowling ball now. So. Yeah, and then um, we bring back Seinfeld, but Festivus. Obviously, oh. Festivus is a classic episode. And so. Festivus is uh, beginning this week, so we should yes. say a very oh, happy. Yeah. And, and Festivus is not over until you pin me, George. Um, I, I like my favorite line, and that is, uh, "I got a lot of problems with you people," and I'm going to let you know. And he just kind of at Jerry Stiller, just as infinite. I, I would imagine a lot of that was ad libbed, and he just kind of stops. He says. He goes, this holiday's a little out there, George. You know, <laughs> a little, little craziness with the. But I like, it. yeah. So I like that episode too. That's really good. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So yep. I appreciate you know coming on uh, on the podcast today. Uh, what do you, uh, you want to promote? I know you're working okay. with the Botanical Garden Society. So why don't you right. give a little plug for that? Okay. Um, all right. So I just wanted to. First, I'm just going to give a plug to the colleges that I work at. But uh, William Patterson University. Yes, not college anymore. Under- I know it's it's a university. I always tell my kids, I said, you know, when I graduated here, it was a college. Uh, but I, I teach it uh, there at William Patterson University. I teach at Montclair State University, and I also teach at Bergen Community College. Um, so I just want to shout out to them. But um, I don't really have anything to plug. I'll just give you the web, the uh, social media sites for the Botanical Garden because, again, it's all volunteer. I think people forget. Um, they think that the state just has an open pocketbook and pays for everything there. That is not true. There's a, a nonprofit, our nonprofit, Skylands. Um, is a nonprofit. We do this all with donations. So we do not get any money from the state. The state pays for the state workers to clean up the lawns and stuff, but we volunteer, we run it, we do all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, I take care of their social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, the Twitter and Instagram handles are the same. They're NJBG Skylands. So it's NJBG Skylands on Twitter and Instagram. And the Facebook is um, at Skylands Botanical Garden is the Facebook address. And what I do there, I mean, obviously during the season when we're not COVID and whatever, we have lots of uh, events. I usually post all the events up there and take videos and pictures of all events. What I've been doing since COVID, and this was definitely um, a decision on my part where I guess it was in March, maybe. I haven't missed a day of posting on any of those sites since March um, for them because I thought it was just so important for people just to get a a picture of the plants. Um, I take pictures, I put captions on them, I put quotes on them, or just to interact with the people. I thought it was really important. And um, the response has been pretty good. So I I think uh, I'm trying to do more videos. That's the one thing. Again, that's in Ringwood, New Jersey. Um, It's a little bit far 
away from my house. Actually, it's like 45 minutes, an hour away. Uh, so I don't get up there as much as I really should and want to. Um, but anyway, it's a beautiful place. It's free. It's open 8 uh, a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. It's not closed. Uh, except for in the summers, they, they, they take a parking fee. But right now, it's free. Um, so I would recommend walking around. It's great for snow, uh, for um, snow skiing, you know, uh, cross country. It's great for trails. Um, it's a great place. And I wish I'm just trying to get this. I want one celebrity, <laughs> one celebrity to retweet something that I've posted, like Bruce Springsteen, Martha Stewart, some New Jersey. Um, what's his face? Uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Why not? Why can't they? Len Elgowski. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. Let's get. Uh, I'll re. I'll retweet it, but I don't know what kind of value that's going to put on it. But no, yeah. Well, I. I just want you know because we need money, and I'm. Ho- I was hoping I've tweeted at Martha Stewart a couple times and at Bruce Springsteen, just hoping that they'd say, "Oh, look, it's in Jesus Botanical Garden. Maybe they could use some help." Um. So that's really um what we're trying. I'm trying to get across. I think you so, need to try you. John Bon Jovi too. That would be another. Uh, one. I think I've done. I yeah. think I made a printed out a list and actually printed out a whole bunch. But yeah, I mean, I finally got Tammy uh, Murphy, who's the first lady of New Jersey. It's it's um Governor Murphy's yeah. wife. She actually visited there last two summers ago. Not during COVID, but two summers ago, she actually made a short visit there. So I considered that a huge um success. All right. Well, the next celebrity that I get on, on yes. Lens Burning Bush, I will make sure that they tweet this for you, that they yes. retweet yeah. and give just you, like or right, yeah. follow, retweet, do something. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of which, you can follow Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. So I would like a few retweets as well, but uh, for another cause, right? For the uh, so uh, listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean. Half of these I don't even know what they are. iHeartRadio. Uh, tune in. You can uh, ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush on Amazon Music and now Stitcher. We got 29 states, District of Columbia. Plus, you'll be happy to know we've got downloads in the UK, Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, Norway, France, Mexico, Japan, and Alberta, Canada. So I don't know how that's going on. I don't get a lot of feedback from it, but it's uh it's working for me right and it's all really ray that's you know kind of what it is there i was there i was in the congo <laughs> or 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 at the fdu radio station that is correct i was uh, i brought on um eb uh fisher uh from fdu i had david smith on we talked about the the days of of fairly dickinson university and jerry rubino was on get, you need to get barry sheffield on yeah, that's the other one. I actually, um, he's no longer on, on Facebook, so I've got to look him up. But uh, uh, Barry yeah, I and I go back a reti- long way. I think he's retired, but I retired from, I think he still has a show on there. I think he's retired from being a GM since Carl Krause yes. retired too. Uh, but he still uh, has a show on there. Always so. enjoyed my time there, the voice of Fairleigh Dickinson University. So yeah. that's uh, yeah. good stuff. Well, Ray, this has been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. A Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, Happy New Year and all of the good stuff that uh, is. It's been way too long, and hopefully now we can not wait. You know, so many years to to talk again. Because okay, well, happy holidays to you, and hopefully um, the Steelers will um, get beaten by the Packers again. Yes, that's that looks like that's going to happen because the Steelers will be one and done. They they can't run the ball. Uh, Don't even get me started on that. But but anyway, that's a whole other episode. Absolutely. Thanks great so. Great to talk to you again. We'll touch base again in Facebook. Thank sa- you so sounds much. Sounds great. Thanks to uh, Ray Dell. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long, and Merry Christmas to all.